theme song. The Hello Kitty thing. Like, it makes me laugh every time. So I just won't watch it. And that is why it gets so much hate. He means Courtney Cox. Up kitchy kitchy goo means that I love you. Every kiss begins with K. <laughs> what are we talking about? I don't know, man. Let's get back to the point. Three, two, one. Theme song. Hip. Oh, wait, hold on. I got to switch to the. <laughs> this is stage. I got to switch. Wait, what was that chord? Uh, I think it's the. And then pot to miss it. Uh, wait, now I got to do the. Um, now we're doing an F chord, I think. Um, hippopotamus. Um, what was the next one? I think it's an E. I haven't done that one a lot. Hippopotamus. Hippopotamus. Um. <laughs> yeah. What is that from? What is that? I've sent that to you. That's, um, I had to adjust the mic. That's from that interview that Oscar Isaacs did with uh, Jimmy Fallon. Oh, <laughs> he, was, yeah. he was playing the song and he did it. He did it much better than I did. <laughs> just now, I've just let he goes like, Hippopotamus. Hippopotamus. And I was like, I'm going to open this episode with it. It's perfect. It is actually I, perfect I, for what we're about to talk about. I borrowed a guitar for this. You have no idea. I actually did try learning this song for like, I spent the entire last day doing it. Oh, Brad. I, it was like, great. I learned, I learned the chords. I didn't memorize them super well, though. I real, I quite literally realized how hard it is to play the guitar. I, I've had a guitar since I was like 13 and I still don't know how to play it. Well, I mean, it's also just like... It's more just like putting, because I've actually, I have a guitar too, and I tried, but time goes by and then you pick it up again. Mm -hmm. It's like, you have to start from the beginning. Yeah, but you go like, how hard can this really be? And it's like, oh, extremely. (laughs) Um, So I like, I I was learning the chords. I have no idea how to switch chords. (laughs) No idea at all. Somebody did give me great advice, but it's just, it's still like practice, practice, practice. And it's like. I got a day. Yeah. <laughs> so I got to put this down. Well, I'm impressed at your yes, I, guitar I, skills that you do have. And I borrowed a guitar. <laughs> I was asking Jamie, I was asking Brandon, and I was like, what advice do you give me? And then I asked a coworker who does actually play the guitar, and he gave me great advice. But yeah, it wasn't like enough <laughs> to, for what I was wanting. But I don't know. I actually might pick this up it was fun no i love the guitar i've always wanted to like get down and do it i just haven't had like enough time to really sit down and teach myself mm-hmm. i'd like to i have a good to or good to stick stick an acoustic guitar um but it's at my dad's so mm-hmm. I, I don't have access to that at the moment no, that's fair. but um anyways this is back to the point the official podcast of close call entertainment and um that was a segue into our first topic, which is Moon Knight episode four, which was crazy. Yeah, we we see um, the aftermath of Kanchu being trapped mm-hmm. away, and then um, Mark and Stephen left on their own. Layla kind of taking control of the situation, and then we um, we get them going towards the tomb. And man, there's some wild stuff in this episode. We're not like before we get to the the big thing, um, the like big, the few big things. There, there are some bigger things in this, but like I want to talk about that kiss. It was so awkward. Yes, it was. Oh my you texted God. me though, just like I, 
I knew it. I knew it. And I, I was called that he was into her. I just no, no, like, no. You called. You like wanted them together. I think she you, will end up with them as a whole, though. You th- I still stand. But you were also thinking like she was into him, and then that kiss happened, and I'm like, she is super uncomfortable doing it. Yeah. After you said that, I was like, let me go rewatch it, and then I watched it, and I was like, okay, yeah. She I think felt it, it real just weird. it also just proves the fact of like it doesn't matter. Like she, I think she went for the kiss only because she was like. I kind of want to kiss my ex-husband, but then it's just the the fact that it was Steven just made it like, this is not the same, mm-hmm. even though she says like, you smell the same, which is like, well, yeah, of course. He has the same body. Yeah. But it, for, you know, like kissing, it's like, it's more of a mind thing. Yeah. You kiss differently. Yeah. I would assume. Are. Yeah. And I'm going I'm to go with the, yeah, you do. Yeah. And so I'm just like, I don't buy this. I'm like, this is forced and weird and bad. And I don't. Marvel's been doing bad about like these relationship things. Like I don't like Loki and Sylvie. Really? No, it's weird. Oh, I like Loki and Sylvie. I mean, it's. I mean, they talk about it in the episode though of like it's self-cessed or something. It's like I don't like this. It's weird. I can I can be like okay, Leela should be with Steven. But the thing is, if she can't be with Steven, I don't think she could be with Mark either. No, I think she can. But they're the same body. Doesn't matter. I don't know. Whenever it switches, it's just like hey. What's up? <laughs> it's true. It's just, I mean, it's. I think it, it'd be hard for me if it, I was Layla. I guess yeah, in that situation yeah, absolutely. is my But it's argument. a, it's a complicated situation. Also, the, she's divorcing him. Yeah. <laughs> so there's that whole aspect of it too. Um, but yeah, there, there was that which I didn't like at all, and then there was um, the mummy, um, which was terrifying. The, the mummy was terrifying. That was maybe the most violent thing I think we've ever seen from Marvel so far. The in the MCU specifically, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. But like the um, like the live mummification process that mm-hmm. it goes on. Like that dude, it was alive when that started, and, and he just, was not when that ended. No, and then um, I mean that's not a crazy thing. That but did you notice that that was the same guy, like the same actor? the same character was in like two other parts in the future. The guy that got mummified. Yeah. In the future. Uh, well, I'll, I don't want to spoil it. So for, if, if before we get to the hospital scene, I didn't notice that. No, but that's fine. Um, okay, sorry. I, that's not that crazy though, that there are mummies in the universe, right? No, It's not that insane. It's just, I it's didn't like, expect it, I guess. Cause it's like, I mean, we haven't really quite seen it, but we know that vampires are in the universe. So yeah. like, why not mummies? Um, but I like it. I like mummies. I think it's yeah, cool. I mummies I love- are cool. I'm down. I just I'm gonna be real. When I started that episode, I did not expect to see this gross ass mummy. Yeah, you <laughs> know what I actually saw them. today, which was made me smile. Apparently, this dude will, this random dude will, um, he'll book a hotel and he'll often make the request to put a picture of, um, Brandon Fraser's character from the Mummy movies, a like a picture of him in his hotel room, and apparently, like just recently a hotel actually did it like they always just didn't do it and then now is whenever they were like okay and they did and i was like that's hilarious i love it i know right um but yeah there was the mummy which was cool good good fight i for a second i was like wow is layla just gonna get her ass kicked by this mummy but then it um she wins and then there's the cool i thought that was a pretty cool standoff between her and harrow yeah well and watching her like kind of it, it kind of felt like national treasure the mummy-esque whenever she was like going over like the ledge 
and like trying and it kept like falling apart after she walked past it or whatever. It feels more. Is that a National Treasure two? I haven't seen them in a while. So I, I just don't I, I actually just watched National Treasure today. The first if one. If it's but not in that, then it's in the second. I don't remember it from that one, but I don't. I haven't seen the second one in a long time either. So I'm. I don't know. But it just felt more like adventurous. Like yeah, where yeah, you yeah. Do something dangerous, and then like the cliff falls a little bit or whatever that mm-hmm. you know. I, it was. It was kind of. It was very different. Yeah, it was. You know, um, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I did too. And then <laughs> this is maybe my favorite bit. Um, I loved seeing Stephen just defile Alexander the Great. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, that was that was fun for me because it's just he hated doing mm-hmm. it. <laughs> um, and then the, the well, yeah, it's revealed that it's Alexander the Great's um, tomb. Mm-hmm. I thought for a second it was going to be Ramatut. I, yeah, you mentioned that. I had no clue. I was flabbergasted no matter who it mm-hmm. was, to be honest. Do you know who Ramatut is, though? Is it King Tut's tomb? Like, is that no, who no, no. Ramatut. I don't know who that is. It's, no. This is not an actual person. Okay. But Ramatut is very, is a important, technically an important character in the Marvel comics and especially now um, because he is an alternate universe version of Kang the Conqueror. Oh, he was one that all Kang the Conqueror is technically a descendant of Reed Richards, like all of them are. And this particular one used got time travel, time traveled back to ancient Egypt and just became a pharaoh because he was like, this is the easiest way to rule, basically. Mm -hmm. And so he just also because he had future technology, everyone else was like, we can't really fight this dude. Mm -hmm. So he became a pharaoh and a ruler. And there is a reference to him in Moon Knight. I think it was in episode three. Um, one of the guys Mark is fighting has uh, Ramatut on the back of his jacket. Okay. So it's, or maybe that is Alexander the Great. I don't know. But um, I like Ramatut. I think that would have been a bit cooler um, if it is that. But it's Alexander the Great, which I guess makes sense. And then, um, yeah, I did. I, I really enjoyed just how uncomfortable Steven was with that whole thing. Yeah, it was funny. And you were just like, oh, I could feel it in my soul that you just mm-hmm. hate everything about yeah, this. But I was laughing because I'm like, jam your fist down his throat. <laughs> <laughs> well, he got the statue. He got the statue. Um, it's revealed that Mark was partly responsible for Layla's father's death. Yeah. What do you think about that? I think that's going to cause some complications. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, well, and, and it, like we were talking about like the whole relationship thing, I think Layla is going to have trouble trusting Steven now because he is still with Mark, quote unquote. Like in he the system. has no control he has over no that. Control, but like to her, from her point of view, it's like you did it. So like, I think it's going to cause tr- a lot of trouble just between Oscar as a character, uh, the person as a whole, and then also just Layla mm-hmm. as a whole. I think there's definitely going to be some budding heads, and I don't think it's going to be good. Mm-hmm. However, when he got shot, yeah, she like gasped, like she was. Oh yeah, because like, I think I think like even no matter what the or the emotions going on from that revelation, it was still like that. That's my husband that mm-hmm. just got shot. My ex husband, a person that I still care about. Like, and it's it's very complicated emotions going on at that moment. It definitely wasn't a thing of, yeah, I want you dead now. <laughs> They're gonna come back to the whole dad oh, yeah. thing though. Like, it's Absolutely. definitely gonna be like a afterthought. I think. I think we're gonna mm-hmm. have to deal with whatever the fuck how is long, happening. <laughs> how long did it take you to realize he wasn't dead or he wasn't gonna die? Um. Basically, the second it happened, <laughs> uh, I was like, yeah, there's no way they're killing him episode four. Although he just went for it. Harrow had no cooth. He was like, all right. Mm-hmm. I had no idea 
what they were gonna do me either but i but i knew like the instant he hit the water that i was like oh this is gonna be because they spoiled the fact that like something in episode four was gonna make you question everything Mm -hmm. also i don't question everything i i I feel pretty confident in what's happening but um i do as well i'm curious to hear what you have to say but like it he gets shot and i'm like okay this is when it's about to happen it's i was very sure it was going to be something where that's supposed to make the audience go what's real what's not um Mm -hmm. i didn't know what they were going to do but as soon as i saw the insane asylum i went oh they're doing that they're doing that from the comics because that is a very popular um moon knight comic um where it even starts off of him in an insane asylum and in that actually there there is a big character with moon knight of and we've seen him before it's the guy it's the gold statue guy that he keeps talking to Mm -hmm. he is a very prevalent character in Moon Knight. I don't know a lot about him, but he's in the insane asylum. Yeah. He's, and he's not doing the gold statue thing. Um, but what, um, I think that's a construct. Like someone built it. Yeah. Well, okay. Here's my thing. I think Harrow is somehow using his cane or something to like, a keep him alive in some comatose type of state. And then kind of infiltrate his brain. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think you could see Mark and Steven separate within mm-hmm. this. And that's also why Amit the hippo is there. That's not the hippo. That's not the hippo? That's, no, Amit is an alligator. Oh, I thought Amit was a hippo. No. Uh, that's actually, I don't, it's like tall, red, something. It's actually mentioned um, in the first episode. There's like a foreshadow to it. Whenever they're in the um gift shop like store room or something Mm -hmm. with it with steven's manager he says like um he like grabs a box of plush hippo gods and it's that god um so they're like there was a little clever foreshadow to it um earlier but of course no one was gonna guess that but um it's I, i don't think it's i don't think it has anything to do with harrow because why would harrow okay want him alive the reason i think it's harrow is because the guy who got mummified mm-hmm. is the same guy that Harrow had helping him do something later on. And then he was also one of the guards who Steven was uh, running away I see. from. So I think Harrow, I don't know how he's tied into this. I truly am like, I got no idea, but I think he's doing something. Harrow or that guy? Harrow's, it's Harrow's henchman. So I'm assuming. Harrow, I don't think that dude is that important, to be honest. I think he's. I think he just connects the, the what's happening to Harrow specifically. I don't know if he's like actually important. I don't even know his name. I don't think. But I just I don't, know that I saw him three times. Well, we saw a lot of characters. I think it was more just like repurposing because it's. I think the beginning of that sequence in the insane asylum is supposed to make you believe that um, everything that we've seen so far is fake. It's all something that Mark has imagined himself because we see like. We see somebody drawing the Khonshu head mm-hmm. and we see Layla yeah. and we see the gold statue guy. And so it's it's supposed I think it's supposed to be um, he's he's drawing these influences and then creating his own reality where he is a superhero. And he is also this like Egyptian dude that loves all this stuff. But I, I definitely think this is a construct. I don't think it has anything to do with Harrow, though. I think this has to do with the hippo god. Okay. I think she is has created this uh, construct to save Mark um, and is 
I don't know. Maybe that was the best that she could do with with the fact. What that do you mean by a construct? Like I, I I think none of it's real. Okay, so you think it's like a coma? He's in like a comatose type. I think of state. he's in his mind. Okay, and I think it's like um, maybe. I don't know specifics, but maybe it's just like his mind is so fucked up that she just is like, this is kind of the best I could do on a short notice no, uh, sort of a thing. But like I can agree. This but, is definitely in his head. Yeah. But also, like, think about it this way. If you've got a mental patient that is obsessed with Egypt and Egyptian artifacts and Egyptian gods, maybe don't put so much Egypt shit in your office, Arthur Harrow. He's got so much shit yeah, in there. He does. He's got like an alligator head. He's got like pyramids in the, he's got so much shit in there where it's just like, maybe you wouldn't do this because it's probably going to trigger him again. Um, and then, I mean, I was sold on it being a contract from the moment that Steven gets a body. Yeah. Because once, it's like, oh, yeah, this is fake. <laughs> once, once, uh, once it was shown that he was in the insane asylum, I was like, OK, so they're in this trope because it's a trope in a few things. Yeah, it's absolutely like, it, a trope. It isn't super new. I do, but I don't think they can. But I think I don't think they could run with it because that's also a trope that is hated. Yeah. It's it's always a hated thing to have a viewer invest time and energy into something and then go, hey, hey, all that was worthless you didn't need to do it because we're gonna say all of it was fake Mm -hmm. so it's the thing of like i don't think they're going that route i think they're going they're tricking us for a moment for entertainment value and then going like no it's real this was they showed us marks so we definitely know that like yeah there's more happening here than just an insane asylum Mm -hmm. and then we got the third sarcophagus yes it's jake it's jake whatever his face jake lockley yeah um i'm i I'm tired of the runaround. Just bring him out. I, I, I get the idea that they seem they both seem to be kind of scared of this third personality, but I'm tired of it. Just let's. I love that they both just went not today. Like they were just like no. not right now. <laughs> no, we have too much going on. And then they found the hippo, and I was just like, that is, that, what? They both went. You know what? That's Jordan Peele's new movie. Nope. Uh, and we're going on. And yeah. then it's the um, the hippo goddess. Who I think she's the hippo goddess of fertility. I want to say I did not really look into this too much. I didn't want to. I want to be surprised. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm truly just leaving it up. Mm-hmm. But it's um yeah. I think what I think it is is that she has created this contract construct to save him, and then she is going. I think she's going to use him. Maybe she's he's going to be her vessel for the time being until Kanshu comes back. Also, very refreshing not having Kanshu there. Really? Yeah. It was fine. I, I could have gone either way. I was kind of okay with him just not being there. I was like, all right. <laughs> I didn't really miss him at all. Um, but yeah, I think it's... I also, I also like hope he com- becomes this hippo goddess's um, vessel because I want to see all the hippo-themed shit he's going to get. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I think that'd be fun. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, that after that episode aired, the video of Oscar Isaac singing this hippopotamus song kind of went semi-viral mm-hmm. I've, I've seen it like four times i've only seen it the one time you've sent it to me yeah but i i love it i think it's hilarious it was <laughs> um so that's like a much longer song too like it does the like um, and then mm-hmm. it, it goes on and on and i'm like that's that's fun i like it it's this weird little hippopotamus song but um i, I like this one yeah. i i wasn't tricked by this one and yeah like they spoiled it. I, they shouldn't have said, like, you're, this episode is going to be the one that makes you question everything. They should have just left it open. Because, like, WandaVision, we didn't get told shit. Yeah, and also, 
with history, we could have guessed that the fourth episode, something was going to happen. But by saying like, it's going to make you question everything. It's a character with mental issues where we are all going to guess there's going to be something that makes it imply that so far nothing has been real. Mm -hmm. So it just kind of spoiled it for me. And I'm kind of just like, you shouldn't have done that. I agree. But, um, I don't know. It's, it's still a good episode. I felt it was, it was fun. It was good action. Um, and yeah, Oscar Isaac's pretty great. I love him. People keep so much. People keep going like he, he doesn't have to do anything else after this. What if they kill him? I'm like, yeah, that, that'd be pretty brave, but I don't think they're Mm -mm. going to do that. Also, I think he actually really likes this stuff. I do too. This is like his third attempt at a comic book or a pop big, pop culture um, franchise thing. I think he wants to do this. And also Marvel have just been, they've been doing that with a lot of new things. Now they're no longer doing the like nine movie deal that Mm -hmm. they did with like Sebastian Stan and a bunch of people. It's like they're doing, they're wanting the actors to, they want them to want to come back, Mm -hmm. not be forced to come back. And I think, I think a lot of them are going to want to come back. And I think he's definitely going to. Oh, for sure. I don't think this I is the end. I don't of see why he night. would do X Men Apocalypse and the and then go. Yeah, I'll do another Marvel uh, yeah, thing. You don't just. Yeah, no, I agree. I <laughs> think that's ridiculous. After that bomb, it's fair to go. I mean, uh, Chris Evans was very reluctant to do Captain America. It's true. After doing um, well, a lot of uh, bad comic book roles, I think. Yeah, he did. I, well, he did some good ones. I I'm gonna be real. I haven't seen Fantastic Four since I was eight so i don't remember it being bad mm-hmm. i remember loving it but like i feel like if i ever rewatch it it's gonna ruin it and i don't want to do it yet it's very campy and very of the time that's fair well I, then i'll probably enjoy it and be like this is a fun ride no the I 2015 one is bad i didn't even watch it that one's bad <laughs> i didn't even watch it there's so much wrong with that film but like the first ones i don't know there's there's things to like about it but it's like they're not great no that's fair um but yeah, like he, he's in a lot of comic book movies, like before Captain America, even. Yeah, he's Johnny Storm, and then he's um, he's in the movie The Losers, which is based on a, a Vertigo comic. That's a good movie, by the way. Huh. Um, he was he was in Snowpiercer, um, which is a comic book as well. I I want to say Dark Horse, but I don't know. I haven't read that story. He's in a lot more. He's in a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, okay. That was when he was like playing the douchebag role. Oh, mm-hmm. Scott Pilgrim. I'll say, he, I'll say you're I was missing about, one big yeah, one. Yeah, you haven't seen it. Well, though I haven't yet. seen it or so, read like, it. Fair. So yeah, it's not as like m- memorable no. for me. You, we we need to rewatch. We we need to make you watch that. Yeah, I know. It's so good. I know. Um, I do want to say something about just the Marvel shows in general before we move on to the big topic of yeah. this episode. Um, their pacing is wonky as shit. What do you mean? Like in each show, like you'll have some episodes where they're like huge, like episode three or episode four of this, but you also have like kind of slower episodes. Like it feels like I'm watching one six hour movie that was cut five times Mm -hmm. instead of watching like an actual TV show where it's like each episode has its own like monster of the week type of thing. And I feel like it kind of takes me out of it a little bit. Well, you got to remember these are like these the shows are still pretty new. I know. But I'm not, also, I'm just, but also they're not wanting to do episodic shit no. because that's that's cheap quality, to be honest. Like like I like those kind of things every once in a while. But like, yeah, they're they're cheaper qualities and they're trying to do they're trying to make these like movies. But you can you you can watch um 
Cloak and Dagger or The Runaways before the end, uh, in like their first like season or two, depending on which one you look at. And like they did the the episode and like it really felt like you were watching an episode and it worked really well. The first season of Cloak and Dagger and the first two of Runaways, I believe, were rated like really high and like I really enjoyed them and I it had an overarching thing. I have not heard of Cloak and Dagger being good at all. Um, I I have heard about Runaways being good, but at the same time, this is not technically the same people doing That's those. That's true. I'm that, just saying I don't think Hulu, there'd be anything wrong. That was Hulu with an and that was feeling. that was Hulu and that was Freeform. Yeah, but they're not. They're trying to go for much better than that. Like they are. They're putting a lot of money into it. It's showing. And if you're putting like if you're putting a lot of money into it, but it's the same story as a cheaper thing, people aren't going to like that. I don't want it to be the same story. I just want it to feel more episodic. I guess I don't. I'm feeling fine with this. Yeah, episode two was kind of forgetful, but at the same time, I also really love domestic superhero shit, and I feel like this is feeding that for me. So I'm I'm loving it. Yeah, that's um, fair, but just think about like the difference between like uh, WandaVision and this. Like, I know WandaVision had the whole aspect of each episode was like a decade and, and all of that jazz. I think, I think that was a, like that was a big part of it i think but like being episodic was still like it made it work i know like it but was for the sake of the decade thing but i still feel like i don't know maybe i am just i i think that really is like a big reason why wandavision works so well because it's running with it, it's literally built into the um the how that show is written is that it's a tv show they're dealing with tv show tropes so they really get to play with it and run with it and it fits really well while other shows it doesn't you know it they're movies and i, I think that's fine i mm. i like falcon and the winter soldier and that's i feel a big movie i feel like it had some episodic elements nah. like when it ended after i think i think it was the fourth or fifth episode the I don't fourth know. it's always the fourth which episode did he behead the guy? It's four. Okay, I knew four. exactly what you were talking okay. about because I was like so an confident. That to an episode to me. It did not just feel like a kind of like, like, I know it was big, but I feel like an episode whenever that happened. I was like, okay. I think that's the same thing with this it, because this is like a cliffhanger that makes you go, whoa. That's fair. And that's what that, ep- that show or that episode was too, where you go like, oh shit, John Walker just killed a dude with cap shield. Yeah. <laughs> so it's spoilers. Um, okay. That came out like almost a year ago people will bitch but they like can bitch all they want you know we don't enough. need negativity absolutely <laughs> um i don't know i like it so I far mean, i'm not like against it there, i just i think there it could be total better i guess there are things in this show that i don't necessarily like that isn't one of them that's fair so um but yeah i'm I'm excited for the next two episodes and then um, and then two days after the last episode, it will be Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, which is going to be huge. I'm excited. I'm so excited. Me too. That's going to be great. Ugh. And then, but let's, um, should we get into our topic for today? Yeah. Which is uh, the Nick Cage movie. The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. That's a great title, but it's long. It is super long. I'm just going to say The Unbearable. No, I've just been calling it the Nick Cage movie okay, we can do that because it's the movie where Nick Cage plays Nick Cage. So that's fair. Um, if uh, yeah, if it's a different movie, I'm going to go like it's that Nick Cage movie or something. This one is the Nick Cage movie. That's fair. I feel um, I first off, like spoiler free and stuff like that. I, I love this movie. It was yeah, it, was it was such was a so fun ride. Fun. And like it was fun in like a really 
dumb way. In, but also in like a very simple way. Yeah. This, this felt like classic to me. And it had a lot of different elements. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, you know, it's it's nothing that's going to be outstanding, I guess, besides maybe some meta elements is mm-hmm. kind of what makes it stand out. But besides that, it's it's pretty it's pretty like um, I don't want to say formulaic. That makes it sounds bad. I don't know. It runs with cliches. It yeah. kind of does the best cliches, but it's. And it's it's simple. It's classic. They even actually say that in the movie. Mm-hmm. And I feel it's almost kind of poking at themselves of going like, this is simple and classic and it works. And there's reasons why it works. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Nick Cage plays himself. And God, I love Pedro Pascal. He was fantastic. <laughs> he's so he's good in every role he's in. And I feel like what a great pairing. Mm-hmm. Right. Like just Pedro Pascal. They were and, iconic together. Oh, yeah. Like I immediately loved their friendship. And that, it was a great bromance movie type of thing, you know, like it was exactly the type of feel good I needed mm-hmm. from this movie. Because I was like, I hope he doesn't actually like end I know. up killing him, you know, I know like, I really liked his character. I was like, oh, this could be heartbreaking. I know. Just going like because uh, like I see the trailer where they're doing the standoff with the guns and i'm mm. like oh shit are we are we gonna kill pedro pascal i don't want to kill pedro pascal i'm like nick cage i'm like you're the last person i want to kill um but like great. i know it's so fun um i'm this movie's wanting me to get me a nick cage binge i'll be honest because yeah. like i said i watched Na- national treasure today that's a great film it is i actually only own the second but and i think i like that I one remember more the second one being pretty good too yeah they um, kidnapped the president in that one Oh, that's right. The God. second one, they steal the constitution. This one, they kidnap the president. <laughs> I love <laughs> how I, that that is his most iconic film, right? Oh, for sure. Love it or hate it, that is his most iconic film. Like people can say Con Air and Face Off and stuff like that, but it's just like it, it's national treasure because yeah. it's where everybody goes. Like, what are you going to steal the Declaration of Independence? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I feel people like mention that one yeah. the most because it's just like that. That's kind of crazy. Um, yeah, Nick Cage is, he's, he, he, it's pretty like he's up to 11 in this film, right? Oh, for sure. <laughs> well, and the whole like Nikki, the only thing I'm going to, let's, let's get one thing. Let's weird. get no, one thing. Look, no spoilers. That, no spoilers. That was weird as fuck. It was weird as fuck. I didn't like it. And that was the only thing I didn't like. I don't understand it. <laughs> I he guess, I guess I do. It. I guess I do, but it was very weird. It's just an inner monologue. Yeah. But I guess that's what it was. And like, you, you know exactly what I'm, t- what I'm yeah. thinking about when I go, that was freaking weird. Yeah, it was. It was absolutely weird. Um, should, I, I honestly, I can't even get into like non-spoilers for this too let's much. Just, yeah, let's just. If you haven't seen the film, like stop listening and go yeah. watch the movie and then come Definitely back to it. Definitely worth a watch. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I love it. I gave it like four stars. Like, I loved I, it. Best movie ever. It's yeah. fun. Um, But okay, so the Nikki thing. They made out. Yeah. Fucking gross. <laughs> like me and Alyssa both are like. Ew, this is I'm uncomfortable well, now. Look, I, I have a question for you. Okay. Do you love Nick fucking Woo Cage? I did like that. That was funny. <laughs> no, I just mean like do you love Nick Cage? Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Um, <laughs> um no, I, I that was a great trailer moment yeah. to be honest. But I also was very I I didn't even get like I didn't think that that would be an inner monologue, like Me his either. own anxiety thing. Because whenever I saw that in the trailer, I thought it was just like a flashback I thing. I did as well. So having it be Nikki was kind of 
good on them to kind of like trick us. Yeah, absolutely. There are a couple tricks in this that I feel I, th- I feel they work. Um, Nikki being the biggest, I, yeah. I think that was the thing where I was very much like, oh, that's out of left field. Wasn't expecting that. But um, we see him like, what, three times? Three or four. Yeah, I think it was three. It wasn't many. It it, it almost seemed like something they could have cut out, to be honest. They should have. I'm going to be honest. I don't think they should have. I don't think they should have just for whenever he goes way too long on the fucking cage thing. But um, I don't know. It's 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 balls to the wall weird. And I feel that's in line with what they were going for. And probably the point was to go, this is weird and I don't like it. Yeah. Um, that being said, like I, I said before, um, I get the same vibes from that that I get from Sylvie and Loki. Really? Yeah, I don't like it. I think we just have very different opinions Didn't on like Sylvie it. and Loki. Did, I liked it. Did not like it. I felt for I get, it. It I broke get, my heart when she stabbed the, the he who remains. I get that he's um, a narcissist, but it was just like, no, mm. <laughs> that is that is you. The no. internet's pretty split on that, too. It's like either you loved it or you hated it. Mm-hmm. I remember a lot of people hating it when it first happened. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I know I, I definitely I definitely know people like change their minds on it, but I'm like, no <laughs> that no, was gross um but like the, yeah he they make out that's weird um i did i did like the last one where he kind of stands up to him though he it, it isn't nice. it isn't as satisfying because he he then just nikki just punches him and then it ends so it's never quite a thing of like i don't need you sort of a thing it, it wasn't as satisfying but i think maybe that's a sentiment to you can't ever really get rid of your inner monologue no matter what I didn't it get is. that from it. Nah. <laughs> Maybe I'm reaching, reaching a little bit. I don't know. I think that's you defending this movie you like. Eh, no, I hate that. I hate Nikki. I, okay. didn't, I didn't care for that aspect. I was <laughs> saying fair. Maybe it's, you, maybe it's meta in the meta. Do you, you know? think Nick Cage has a Nikki? I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> I think everyone has an inner monologue to some degree. Something I have to say is in the beginning of this movie, I don't like Nick Cage. Yeah, no. But... I, I I identified with Nick Cage. I was like, oh, you're me and I don't like you. <laughs> because am... because he's so obsessed with movies and yeah. like just the fact of like, because I'll even do, because he's like sharing with his daughters the things that he loves and the things that are important to him, but he's not doing it in that way. He's doing it in a, um, we're not ever doing something you like. We're only ever doing something I like. And some, I'll be honest, I'll do that sometimes with my nephew and he's the sweetest kid. It'll just be like, it's fine. I'll watch Spider-Man two with you. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still just the thing of like, I, I saw myself in it and I was like, Oh, I don't like this. <laughs> I, no, don't, I don't like this, but I, they, they pretty quickly like kind of nip that in the bud. Yeah. And like, nah, your shit. For as this. Soon, pretty much as soon as he gets to Javi's Island is whenever I, I stopped feeling that way. Dude, I was cringing so hard during that drunken song. Oh yeah, I I it was so I was I was like oh no I'm stuck in the theater I have to watch this I don't mm-hmm. want to watch this <laughs> you know that was that was rough yeah they did a good job of making you feel exactly what the mom and daughter were feeling in that moment yeah absolutely and and they I guess they knew they knew when enough was enough because they he didn't finish we don't get to see him finish that song no thank God Gee, yes. as soon as it cut to him in the car with his ex wife I was like oh thank God yeah. <laughs> I was like oh that's over okay um I actually really love the mom and daughter I liked how they included mm-hmm. them in like in a very fun way um I also 
I th- I feel like it was kind of slow until he got to Javi's Island, though. Pretty much. I was um, like, it was fine. It wasn't bad. It was kind of like, okay, give me. It was weird seeing Neil Patrick Harris as the um, agent. I was like, as soon as he was like, you're my agent, I'm like, no, he's not. That's Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah. <laughs> I was he also like, did not have a big part like I thought he would. No, it was. Just, it seemed like too big of a name for that character where it's just like, like, I don't mean this in a negative way, but I don't know the actresses that play uh, the the wife and the uh, daughter. So I, I got it. I was like, oh, yeah, that works. But whenever I saw Nick, Neil Patrick Harris as um, the agent, I was like, I guess it, I guess that works, mm-hmm. but it's, it's weird. It's kind of weird that Nick Cage is the only one that's himself yeah. when there are other names start. No, though I bought it with Pedro Pascal. Yeah, I did too. I just see, he, he's a great actor. He is a great actor. <laughs> he is a great actor. Um, yeah. Once he gets to Javi's Island, I, it picks up instantly. Absolutely. And there, there is still, there's some cringy moments from the fact that like, Nick Cage is insufferable whenever he first meets him, but but Javi doesn't catch on nah, to that at all. He's, he's like, oh he's my just God, like he's, he's so everything. Iconic. He's everything I ever imagined yeah. he would be, and I'm like, really? Because I wanted to punch him in the face. I love that though. I love <laughs> that's true. I loved watching this man just fanboy over Nick Cage because I'd be real. If I ever met Nicholas fucking Cage, <laughs> I would be fanboying. You know, like I yeah. love being like, no, nah, this is fair. Checks out. <laughs> I probably, <laughs> I think I would be. Um, the the FBI agent in the moment where I would pick a movie where he's like it's not the one that I want you to be talking about at the moment <laughs> I'd probably go like dude love you National Treasure and it's like well actually now that I think about it there are actors where I think if they see certain people they'll go I know which movie you're gonna bring up because you're in this demographic yeah. so he's probably gonna see me a 21 year old white man and go National Treasure yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I guess that that's probably fair but um yeah, uh, the, but it was still just like it, Tiffany Haddish goes with Crudes too, and he is very like, really, yeah. I, w- I was in that movie with Emma Stone. That was that's a weird pick, kind yeah. of. of um, well, I love the guy in the car where he's like, no, I've seen Face Off and Con Air, and it's like forty four years old. I haven't watched Crudes too, <laughs> <laughs> even though great movie. Uh, I haven't seen it actually. Yeah, so they're fun. Sure. They're fun kids movies. Sure. I, I can't say anything nah, against fair. them. Um, yeah. I don't know. I love a, like the, I love the meta-ness, mm-hmm. but like also not meta-ness in it at the same time. It's really just the only meta thing is the fact that Nick Cage is Nick Cage. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just kind of like, yeah, sure. But they run with that joke. Do the run whole with movie. it. I can't imagine that Nick Cage in real life is like he is portrayed in this. No, like, no, no, no. Like he is, um, he's definitely like the most exaggerated version. Yeah, absolutely. Um, That being said, part of me was going like, because there are some similarities because he's like, he has to pay for things because of the divorce. Mm -hmm. So he's doing this birthday party thing for Javi, even though he doesn't really want to sort of a thing. But that's kind of similar to what happened. I'm pretty sure because he's he's known for doing so many fucking movies Mm -hmm. and a bunch of just like movies you wouldn't expect the actor of that caliber to be doing like it's very just like low budget stuff and everything like that but he I'm pretty sure he did it because he went through a divorce and he had to pay for it but he had the attitude of I'm gonna give it a hundred percent I'm not gonna go like I'm not just gonna phone it in like good on him by the way yeah Uh, I think it's like added to his credibility but um I want to talk about Javi yeah Let's go. He's fantastic. I he's, love him he's so much. He's my favorite part of the whole movie. I think so too. I, the second, the second, it was him, 
let, let's not get I don't want to get to like the you know yeah but like I love I loved how he played it of just I, liked, I do like the part where uh the F or no CIA agents go like um he's a, a like this dude is like hardcore shit and, and he's like no, and Nick Cage or Nick Cage is just like I'm sorry my thespian attitude is telling me that he is like a a good guy yeah, sort of like a thing man. yeah, yeah i know yeah i was just like i i like that i thought that was a good joke because it's definitely something i would do uh-huh. well and it was true and like the whole, i was like yeah i'm with you nick like, uh, yeah it's I'm, also I'm, the I'm thing of just like on your side here yeah absolutely but it's still just the thing of like y- you never know a person sort of yeah. a thing but um i I don't know. I just loved it so much of just he's fanboying. He wants to do the script. I also did like whenever he's like he's going along with the CIA. So he's like, I have to stay here longer. And so he's like, I, I've read Javi's script. And he goes, will you be in it? And he's like, no, but. <laughs> and I was like, I like that way better. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, good. I actually I was like, oh, that's it's kind of weird, actually, that he was like, I love it, but I'm not going to be in it. Um, we could do a different thing, though. But um, I loved it. It made it so much better. The infiltration scene whenever he has to get I guess camera access or something yeah and he accidentally touches his forehead I I like it I didn't it's it's cliche but mm-hmm. I didn't really expect them to do that cliche mm-hmm. so it kind of works if just I I guess I didn't expect Nick Cage to be a big enough idiot to accidentally touch his forehead with a very deadly I was waiting <laughs> for it the second he put it on I was like okay so he's definitely gonna touch his head I didn't as soon as I saw it I was like oh my god <laughs> but I, I wasn't thinking he was gonna do that um when she said action I I love that that was great that I laughed out loud absolutely I, that, I was like this is this, comedy freaking gold this movie did make me laugh a lot I I was I don't laugh out loud often but mm-hmm. I there was a lot of stifled laughter and a lot of me I also watched this with my best friend and I'm sure she was looking over at me going like this is funny but dude control yourself yeah. <laughs> um it was definitely more guy humor in a way I think I don't necessarily know about that I, I mean there's definitely a Oh, I guess because it is a bromance. Yeah, I guess that's the thing I'm talking about. Like the bromance aspects that were funny were definitely like guy oriented. And this this feels like a healthy bromance. Yes, but it's definitely like it's different for guys. I assume it's different for guys than it is with women. Of like, I don't know. I don't really necessarily want to get into that, but yeah, just yeah, yeah, but like, but yeah, yeah. I, I like it a lot. Um, I I love the bromance between them mm-hmm. because it feels genuine of just the connection of. They both love movies. Well, and you know they had a blast making this movie together. Oh, like absolutely. You can, I love those things when you can watch people and be like, okay, you definitely enjoyed making this way more than you thought you would in the beginning. And like, I think that has to do with the fact of like, they they tested well. They had to have tested mm-hmm. well. It's just the chemistry. I think, uh, what was it? Oh, Star. I think this was something that happened with Star Wars. Whenever they were doing the original, they chose the actors because they played well with each other. They had good chemistry. But with um, the prequel, they didn't do that they went for more big names like Liam Neeson and well I guess Ewan McGregor wasn't a big name then but you know they just they kind of picked they just were like we like how you're playing this so it'll be fine but the chemistry didn't work Mm -hmm. so it kind of contributed to the fact of people don't like the prequels they have their fans but people don't really like the prequels Mm -hmm. and I, I think that's definitely the case here of like they obviously had such great chemistry on this set that it just it just was natural for them yeah. I'm sure 
Um, would it, I'd hate it if it comes out that they hate each other. I would be so sad. I know, right? It'd ruin it. I'd be like, I'd oh. be like, oh, I can't watch this movie now. I know. I'd, or every time I'd watch it, I'd just be like, oh, they hate each other. Mm-hmm. They're Nick or they're they're Nick Cage. They're um, Vin Diesel on the Rock. Damn I know. It. Um, but. Oh, I think this. I think this is my second favorite cliche of all time. You can do. I think for movies, you can do cliches if you do it right and you, if they're fun enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one does my second favorite cliche of all time, which is um, he he's a snob about Paddington too, and then he watches Paddington too. <laughs> yes, I love that, and I love whenever he's like, oh yeah, and then he just starts crying. It, it just cuts to him crying and going like. That was a terrific film. <laughs> well, and there, there was like a whole thing whenever Paddington 2 first came out because it was like rated really high or something. Oh, I think it, um, because it, it beat Citizen it, Kane. Yeah. And people were like, this movie cannot be this good. Yeah. This is a false thing. Da, da, da. I, and I haven't seen it. Not because I, I'm a snob. Uh, I would be a snob about it. Yeah. But that's not why I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it because I, I don't know. I just I haven't thought about it, to be honest. Now I have to. Yeah, this <laughs> like, movie this is movie, like it is definitely making me go like maybe I should watch Paddington and Paddington too. <laughs> I watched the first one like set, like when it first came out. Was it good? I, I enjoyed it. Sure, I thought it was fun. It's about a teddy bear, right? It's a real life bear. Oh, it's a real life bear. Yeah. Okay. It gives me very like Pooh Bear vibes. Yeah, it's kind of like if Stuart Little was a bear. Okay. Instead of a mouse, like it's that type of like okay. storytelling. You okay. Know? That that's not selling me on it, but Nick Cage is selling yeah, me on Nick it. Nick Cage watching it and crying and, and Pedro is, Pascal is making me want to watch it. I but love it, when he's like, "Tell me your third favorite," and he's like, "It's it's, it's brilliant. <laughs> yes, it's almost it brilliant though because it's it's exactly it's something we've done so many mm-hmm. times. Where because I am a snob, I am the Nick Cage in this situation where you would tell me like, "Dude, I love this movie," and I'm like really and then you would go like I, I cried through the whole thing and I can absolutely believe like me being a snob watching it and then going like yes I, I loved that movie <laughs> sort of a thing so I, I loved it immensely and I think that's it's a cliche that I, I want to see more of my favorite cliche um, do you know my favorite cliche? No. My favorite cliche I, I'm pretty sure I've talked to you about this is um, whenever somebody says remove all your weapons they remove a few weapons and then they oh, and it keeps and, going and, well no they, they remove a few and then it's like all your weapons sir and then it's like five minutes mm-hmm. later and they like cut away to something the real story and then they cut back and he's still unloading weapons they do it yes. in sinbad the animated movie uh-huh. and it's it's my favorite thing ever is i think it's so underused more people should do it i think it's fantastic i don't even know what my favorite cliche would be i think we should do an episode on that we should we should just like cliches like cliches we should see more of yeah i think that would be fun that'd be a fun one let me write that down yeah absolutely that's that's a good one i like it um point let's get back to the point back to the point um I forget what where we left off on. Oh, um, uh, we Paddington were talking, two and cliches. Yeah, we were talking about the cliches, <laughs> um, but like, yeah, that was that was a fun thing. And then of course it kind of ties in uh, later to the end with his daughter, which was nice. But um, we're I'm I'm not trying to skip ahead. And then, uh, yeah, I, I still want to talk about Javi. I, I I like the bit where he's just like really you didn't know i was into gabrielle we've 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 been like i banging each other the whole time yeah, i was truly. like yeah it was just like damn you're an idiot nick cage because we've been doing that too i do kind of like that they pulled that joke though because like in the beginning yeah. you're like okay so they definitely me think and they never touch on it again until he talks about it i want to talk about the lsd scene <gasps> i 
forgot about the LSD scene. That was the, the funniest part of the whole movie. The LSD scene is amazing because I love just I mean one I also believe that two rich people who are going to make a movie would logically think um, we need to take LSD to, to do a movie I I also do love um, Nick Cage's hesitancy because he but he's he goes with it because he's like I'm, I'm I gotta trying to my cover I gotta save this girl so I guess I'm doing acid with this uh, drug or uh, drug lord guy <laughs> well and I love whatever the cop text him he's oh, like, yeah, that's he's true. like actually I, I, I'm on acid right now and she's just like what the fuck and he's just like gonna have to call you back later yeah <laughs> that was fantastic yeah, absolutely i think that's great um and i love the one i love the fact that they paranoid themselves yeah. into thinking that these two random like, people you watch it happen there's a moment of me going like oh no is pedro pascal gonna kill these two men <laughs> um i never thought pedro was a bad person i hobby i was like nah it's not i, him. I was it's i was still him. like thinking i was still thinking that but just so i was part of me was like i don't really want to do that i hope it and then it just it plays out in just the perfect way of the lull Mm -hmm. The wall is fantastic because they're two movie nerds and they're on acid and they would absolutely run with this cliche thing in movies of like, of like, leave me behind. And it's like, you are both totally fine. (laughs) I love, I, I mean, I saw it coming, but it's still just, he, he peeks behind the wall and I'm like, Hey buddy, (laughs) I love it so much. And just, um, yeah, I think it's, it's so fun. I I love the relationships so much. And, um, the truck seems great. Yeah. (laughs) And then, yeah, it leads into the, it's almost, what is it called? The like, um, there's a term for it. I want to say like horse, the pony and whatever show where it's horse and pony show. Is that it? I, I don't even know if that's the correct terminology for what I'm meaning though, but like where, we think that something serious is going to happen because we think that Javi is this brutal drug lord. And then we, so we think something brutal is going to happen. And then it turns out like, Oh no, this is actually my shrine room dedicated to you. And I didn't want you to see it because it's super weird, which was fantastic. I love, I love how blunt Nick Cage is about kind of just the, the whole thing, which I think is fair though, because he like, he sees a pillow that you actually have like those pillows, yeah, just not Nick Cage. Ones. You have, um, you have a Jurassic park. Um, it's Ian Malcolm. Ian Malcolm. I was about shirtless. to ask his name. I always, I always just know. <laughs> yeah. It's the shirtless, it's the iconic shirtless one. And then you can kind of like rub it and then it goes blue. And then you've also got a, um, Joey one that where mm-hmm. he's, his, it's his bug out eyes. Yeah. Um, uh, that was whenever he, yeah, wait. No, that's not whenever he figures out that Chandler and Monica are together, is it? No, that's whenever... Um, I think that's the one where no one's ready. What is that one? Where it's all in the it's all in the apartment, and no one's getting ready, and Ross oh. wants everyone to come. Okay. He, it's because uh, I'll believe Chandler's you. in his chair. There's so many episodes of that I show, know, so it's hard. But anyways, um, <laughs> back to the point. Um, but like... Yeah, he has that sort of a pillow, and then I love I love the statue thing where he's just. Yeah. I I actually kind of liked the setup for it better in the trailer where it's just straight up like it's grotesque. I'll give you sixty thousand for it or twenty thousand. Me too. And but in this, it was kind of just like he asks how much he paid for it, and then he's like, and then he's like, I'll give you twenty thousand for it. It, it. The the joke didn't quite work as well that way. I feel, but um, that's fine. It, it's still I like that sequence, fun. and it's a good um. Chekhov's gun. Yeah, literally. <laughs> literally, Chekhov's, Chekhov's guns. gun. And 
what a cool Chekhov's gun because it's also technically a triple Chekhov's gun from whatever movie that was. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of cool. I like that. Um, yeah, it's I, you know I think this is the right level of meta. Yeah. If if things are too meta, I don't. It's it's uncomfortable for me. Phineas and Ferb is weirdly the thing that comes to mind. They as they go on, the more meta it gets, and the more I don't like it. Really? Yeah, because they. Because, I mean, they've got so many, like, running jokes and gags that, like, you know, like, every episode it has to be, like, curse you, Perry the Platypus, or what you doing, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And then by the end, by, like, the third season, it's kind of just them going, like, we know we're in a TV show. And I'm like, I don't like that. I don't want you to know that. You're children. <laughs> it's kind of like Rick and Morty, like how it gets too... Yeah, they, they're also... Um, they're, I don't like that yeah, you either. You gotta take breaks from Rick and Morty because oh, yeah, it's just too much for you. It's too much. Um, but but this, was the, this was the right amount, because it never never broke it in the sense of like we know this is a movie except i didn't like that i called it though did you i didn't know instantly i was like so it's definitely gonna be the movie that they make right and this was like yeah i think so i didn't like that it was it was very jarring for me i didn't expect it and it was you didn't expect it no, I didn't expect it. I didn't expect them to, in the middle of like the most climactic part, where where the bad guy, um, oh, I actually, well, we'll we'll circle back to it in a minute. Yeah, but like, I, that, there was a Chekhov's gun in there. Yeah, we'll get to that. But like, whenever the bad guy has a gun to Nick Cage's head, and then it just like cuts to. Um, a different actress playing the mom yeah. and daughter and I, I even caught it with the jeep the i was like that's a different car and then i saw the actress and i was like oh this is the movie and i didn't like that mm-hmm. i was like oh no i don't like this i don't like it at all i was so invested i was like is javi dead i don't want to i don't like yeah, this that's um, fair. but it was i don't I, it was fine i just i i i didn't like it <laughs> i didn't like that bit but um yeah i want to circle around to the real villain they're um the weirdest thing is I knew I knew Javi wasn't the real villain as soon as I saw this dude eating cereal. <laughs> I knew Javi wasn't the villain the second Javi and his cousin walked out to the pool. Instantaneous. I was like, okay, so it's his cousin. Okay. Instantaneous. Really? Instant. Instant. Because I was like, there's no way it's Javi. He's that, too pure bean. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I didn't want to... I don't know. Part of me wanted to buy into the uh, premise no, of the fair. movie and stuff like that. And I don't know. I actually, I like being surprised by things. That's fair. You are very good at like picking those things like the out. Like itty bitty ones. And yeah. going like called it, knew it. And I'm not envious of that at all. No, um, that's fair. So it's just, but, but I knew it as soon as this very cinematic looking like setup looks up it's very symmetrical Mm -hmm. and like the fact of like there are two identical statues at either side of each other they're facing each other the wind the the door windows there's like this weird marble table in the middle and he's eating cereal um as he's gonna get javi to sit down i'm like that's a power move so as soon as i saw the cereal i went oh he's the villain yeah (laughs) i was like oh he's the real bad guy and um I I liked that. I thought it was fun. Um, I I like the scene wherever they um, are gonna they they're thinking about killing the other. Yeah, <laughs> I liked it too. It was I I love that he's he's pulling out the guns. Mm-hmm. He's got the double guns, and it's like they're my golden guns. Well, and we we also skipped over the fact that this is right after Nick finds out that he's that he's uh um what's the word he's um he he's exposed. Like his his identity, like they know that he's CIA, or at least he thinks that Pedro that Javi knows that he's CIA. Oh, I didn't even catch that. I I thought it was um, 
Oh, I thought it was. Because he brings his family. And he's like, he brought my daughter and wife here. Oh, yeah, that's true. But Mm -hmm. like, but but even then, like he's. They they go into the, like the whole therapeutic thing, so I'm I'm going like I don't think he's onto you at all. But no, we knew he wasn't, but he thought he did, and then it, I don't think he did either. Because why would this dude bring your family as a threat, but then go, we're gonna work through your fam- family problems, and well, that's we're gonna? He was confused. Nick thought he was af- onto him. I don't. Well, yeah, at first, but I think once it was he started doing that, I think he's like, oh, he's not onto me. But if he didn't think that, then he wouldn't have pulled the guns out. That was something else, though. The Tiffany Haddish, the CIA agent, said that people were tracking him. So that's what it was. And it was like, you're compromised. You're going to have to take this guy out in order to save your family. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I didn't I didn't see it that way. No, I saw it as Nick thought he caught him. I, I thought it was a really good, fun and different way to do it because mm-hmm. Nick thought he caught him and Javi had no clue. Let's, <laughs> like he was let, completely clueless. Let's, let's talk about the um, dinner scene with the family though. I I liked Pedro Pascal's um, reactions. Me too. He's like, <laughs> oh, okay. He was just like, wow. And Nick's like crying and you're just like, yeah. this is, I know Pedro, Pedro, he's like, I did not think this would mm. be so great. Yeah. And then his but also, just like, but it was really great. Like there, there's a there is a moment there where, um, you know, it's really like they're both being honest with each other and mm-hmm. kind of explaining their ways. And it and you see it from both sides of just like he is like so one dimensional. Nick Cage yeah. is of just like that. He's so obsessed with movies that he thinks that this is sharing what he likes. But really, it's just it's smothering her. And I, I like that a lot. And I like that she is like, you're like, everything has to be about you. You wrote that song because you want to be the center of attention again mm-hmm. because you weren't. And I was like, I, I like this. This is pretty good. But then at, once that went on a little too long, I went, where's Pedro's reaction? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I kind of called it for that for I always call if I call something, I'll call it like five seconds before it happens. Yeah, um, Alyssa does that too. Yeah, but I don't know. I like it that way. Um, and then I, I like that scene. And then um, yeah, the the cereal scene, the the cereal scene, and then the the what is it Mexican standoff? Oh, I like the shoe bit. Oh yeah, <laughs> the where shoe, they change the shoes. The shoe bit's weird, but I like it. Um, I I actually did notice it whenever they like walk up to each other at first before they even go to the cliffs. I I saw the shoes and I went very different choices for very rich men. Yeah, <laughs> one man goes comfort and um, but style for what is that van? I think that's vans. It's vans, yeah. Yeah, Slip-ons. and then and then this dude goes um very rich house shoes like mm-hmm. nice house shoes i was like okay i didn't i didn't expect them to actually do something with it no, but it was fun though yeah it was um i i'm so glad they decided that that was the scene where they weren't going to keep the horse and pony show going if yeah. that's the correct phrase where they just go like okay all the secrets are coming out and they're going to realize that they are both on the same side yeah. <laughs> and i was like good i'm kind of tired of it now um they knew when to stop they really did and like good on them yeah and um yeah and then like it it actually the this movie does play out like the movie they were writing though Mm -hmm. because it is kind of these character driven pieces and like the relationship between them and then it uh, turns into a kidnapping and it's just a kind of hollywood blockbuster thing but it works yeah (laughs) it it does work and i i like it um what would you think about uh, what do you think about? Oh no, I want I want to talk about the CIA agents. Oh yeah, and how they. Um, I didn't care that they died. 
I wasn't sure they did die because the whole like movie thing. I was like, did they actually die? I th- um, I, th- I think they did, and they I did. yeah, I actually didn't care at all. Um, I was almost kind of sad, but it was like Neh. I was actually kind of glad <laughs> because I saw it as like you're the whole reason this escalated so much. If this if this was just Nick Cage going to with Javi and being friends, none of this would have happened, and they would have been very good friends. Though it. It did turn out for the better because now that Javi is out of that awful situation, mm-hmm. but I'm just kind of like, fuck you guys, the CIA agents. Yeah. I didn't like you. They were probably like the weakest link of the whole movie. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Which is saying a lot because there was a lot of crazy shit in this movie. Well, what do you mean by weakest? I almost I almost feel like Nikki is maybe the weakest okay, link. Nikki is the worst part, but Nikki at least... I almost feel like it is he added more than they did still. Yeah, he did add like a weird level to it. But I almost feel like there was no weird payoff to him either, where it was just kind of like each time we saw him, it was it was almost too far between where each time you kind of question why he's there. Mm -hmm. And then the last time there was no like, I'm going to like conquer my or just say no to you sort of a thing. Just like I'm not afraid of you, even if you don't even if you are like the anxieties are always going to be there. There was no like, fuck you. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm done listening to you. Mm-hmm. Even if I have to keep hearing you sort of a thing, but like th- there was none of that. So I was kind of just like, this seems weird and out of place, but yeah, they, they weren't that interesting. The CIA agents, yeah. but, um, their best scene was when they talked about crudes. <laughs> the and, best scene was when they were off. talking about movies. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I'll tell you what the best thing was was whenever Tiffany Haddish just dropped a real life bomb on that other dude. His his girlfriend was fucking oh, his dad. Yeah. I heard that. I was like, oh damn. Yeah. I was like, oh shit. Just gonna drop that yeah, like that. Was that. Good. that was good. I was like, okay. And um, then um what was next? And then it's the action scene, really. Well, yeah, then it's the the chase scene and the gun scenes and, and the then, fighting and, and then the makeup. Nick, and, and then Nick Cage doing what he does best. Which is acting. Yeah. And then he gets shown up at acting by his wife. <laughs> yeah. Which is very fun. Yeah. Um, I, he really does. He's, he is a good actor, but I, he's never good in a real situation because he always is like, oh, I'm caught. <laughs> so he just gives up or yeah. something. And then it's just, I don't know. But um, what about the scene where he um, he gives that line from the, the beginning? Oh, I knew that was coming. The yeah. second, the second it got serious, and he had the makeup on, I was like, "Wait, she's gonna say this line at some point now." <laughs> that was good foreshadowing. I, oh, I, yes, I it caught is. it. I was I, like, "Okay, so it's definitely coming it, back." It is around. good foreshadowing, but I just I can't understand how you keep going. Like they're absolutely gonna bring that back because I don't I don't think about those things, and I'm glad. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't want to think about those things because <laughs> um, it was it was a nice. Whenever it happened, I was like, "Oh, we're doing that again. That's funny." And then I think I just think about like. What I would want to do if I was creating something, I'm like, okay, I would definitely bring that back. You mm. know, I think it's things like that. I guess that's fair. Um, oh, then, you know what? I definitely saw the. I called it the first time I see it is the knife in the jeep. Okay, yeah, I would talk was, about that. that we was, should talk about that. That was very like obvious. So okay, there's a full second where they. It's just like out of. It's just a cut to this knife, and you're like. Why? Okay, that's Why is important. That important. It's like okay, that's gonna be important. I looked like, at and I was like, okay, so the knife's gonna be important. And then, I, then like then they did it again, and I was like, okay, so this knife's gonna be really important. Yeah. And then they used it to shift it to the movie. Yeah. Which was cool, 
but not as good of a payoff as it could have been. It wasn't it wasn't done well. Be, no. And I can tell it by the fact that I caught it first time. If it's done well, I would have caught it like by the second time. But but the first time it was so out of place that I went, OK, that's going to come up later because there's literally nothing else in that shot but Except this the knife back of the truck and the knife yeah it's literally just this knife and i'm like and it's so it was a weird cut from what we were seeing where i was like okay well and i thought at first i was like is gabriella gonna betray them like i was like <laughs> is that what this knife is important like that's maybe even worse but yeah I, and like it was i because like i think the twist that would have been that would have been one step too many yeah i think the twist quote unquote that it was actually the movie would have been better if they just used the knife better i guess I don't know how they would have done it i don't know or, or just something else i guess if i if i did it i wouldn't have done the movie thing but the second she just threw the knife i was like okay so we're definitely out of this yeah yeah because yeah. uh, uh, you don't just throw a knife that's what i went oh dad. there it is yeah <laughs> um but yeah that was a that was a very weird one but um but like yeah it also i guess what happened to the cousin i guess he i guess he's arrested or dead yeah i guess nick stabbed him Oh yeah, I guess I guess he would have actually stabbed him. Yeah, and I, then I'm a, I'm gonna go with that. I guess that's fair because I guess that's if they did in the movie. I guess that's also. But that being said, he he's not that guy. No, he, he had like one moment, and that was really just. I guess it well, was. She could have just tossed it to him instead of thrown it at him. He did, maybe she did throw she a knife at him, and I was like, him. "Oh shit, that's gonna kill somebody." There's I was so like, m- "Is she gonna kill him right now?" Is that how this movie's gonna <laughs> there end? There is so much to knife throwing, and whenever she did that, I was like, "That's an open blade. That's an open blade." <laughs> and uh, and just like the way that he was holding Nick Cage with a gun, I'm like, "You're not nailing that shot no. in his head or something like that's that's like some pro level arrow shit, and you're not arrow." Yeah. Um. So I didn't buy that believability, but I guess then it cuts. The cousin to, got taken down. That's on. Yeah, I guess that. that's definitely true. But I guess in that sense, that's when it cuts to the movie, and that's where you go movie magic. Yeah. It, it, but so I'm like, okay, I'll, I guess I'll give that a pass. Yeah. But if that's how it actually played out, bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would have liked it better if he actually like got stabbed in the shoulder and then yeah. took it and stabbed him. That would have been like, yeah, I yeah. agree. I agree. That's how I would have done it. Well, and then after he did that, maybe it would cut again and then it was her throwing it or something like i don't know eh, i don't know <laughs> I, I think it was i don't know that's the switch to the movie was just it was rough. jarring it was jarring yeah. yeah um this feels very though the like into the shoulder blade and into his shoulder and then grabbing it and stabbing him feels like it could be played as a very seth rogan thing of yeah. just like you especially if you make a cut to the dark reaction and she's like oh or something like that that's very seth rogan yeah <laughs> kind of comedy sort of thing but um that would have definitely felt like the interview yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> oh i've watched the interview i did too <laughs> that's that just was, crazy that, was, that was a movie that was definitely a movie i watched yeah um <laughs> jimmy from wandavision and ant-man is kim jong-un yeah that was <laughs> so weird that was a movie he hated that role i know and i don't blame him at all i remember they wouldn't let them like release it in theaters in korea no they didn't release in theaters here either it went straight to dvd Oh, I guess that makes sense. They it's like, like it's like uh, all pirate copies yeah, in uh, Korea and stuff. Apparently, right. Seth Rogen was invited to a like rebel base to watch the movie. And he was like, yeah, I'm going to turn that down. It's fair. That's a death <laughs> yeah. wish, bro. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't want to get into that. But like, I was I thought it was funny. Um, anyways, back to the point. Back yeah. to um, the Nick Cage movie. Um, yeah, it was. 
I, I, I don't know. The ending of it was a bit unsatisfying because especially with the shootout with Javi, mm-hmm. great shootout though of like, I love that he's got the golden mm-hmm. guns and everything. It almost felt like justice of like, yes, these are your golden guns. Mm-hmm. But then he gets shot and then it just cuts away and you kind of are going like, is he dead? Is he mm-hmm. alive? Sort of they thing. made you wait for it. But then he, you, you find out he's alive by it's way in the future. We've, we're out of that situation and we're in a movie theater and he is okay. And I was like, I just went, Oh, I'm just glad you're alive. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, baby Honestly. boy, you're okay. Um, but yeah, I'm glad he's alive and I'm glad. Um, and you know, this something I did want to talk about. This feels very nineties movie and in, in a, in a cliche of it's a, it's a cliche and hook of you have the main character who is a bad dad and then he's too obsessed with his work and then he goes through a journey where he learns to be a better father mm-hmm. and that's what this movie is and they it's it's not it's not a point against this movie like i feel they do it very well in a convincing and uh, believable way but i i i saw it like it's a, from a mile away i was like okay bad dad goes through a journey and becomes a better father and it's sort of a thing but I um it. But I liked it. I liked it. Was the, cute, I liked, campy. I liked the payoff for the Paddington yeah. too of the daughter chose it and everything. And, and he was like, "Yes, I'll watch Paddington." Too. And also like um, Javi being the one to go to Vanity Fair mm-hmm. and him choosing to stay with his family. I was like, "Good, you've learned your mm-hmm. lesson," <laughs> sort of a thing. So I was like, "I like it." Yeah. Um, yeah. This was a this was a very fun ride. Yeah. It was. There are there are movies that you will watch and I will be like, I didn't like this because I feel it could have been so much more. Like, I feel like they could have done something really profound or something great here. And you were like, I don't know. thought it was fun. Yeah. And I'm like, I, but this, this, I didn't have that feeling for it. I just felt like this was just fun. Yeah. And I had no, like, I had no sense of like, but this could have been such an awesome, like action romance thing or bromance thing. I'm like, nah, it's fun. It was exactly what it needed to be. It, it's exactly what it meant to be and exactly what it needed to be of just, it's a fun ass movie where Nick Cage is cranked up to 11 or maybe it's 10. I actually haven't seen that many Nick Cage movies. I want to see more. Yeah, now I definitely want to see more as well. I do also want to see Con Air. I haven't seen Con Air. Oh, I've no, seen I Face haven't. Off. I've seen both the Croods. I've seen both National Treasures. I've seen this. I want to see the Ghost Rider films now, but they're not on like anything. They're no. on Hulu, but it's like a premium subscription. Or and I'm like, like I don't want to pay for it. Or yeah, I'm like, I don't want to pay for it. I want, I pay, I'm paying for Hulu. I don't want to pay for an extra thing on mm-hmm. Hulu. Um, but yeah, I, I want to see more Nick Cage movies now. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's fun. I definitely think this is going to cause, call, cause some type of resurgence of his movies. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, he's been making a resurgence of yeah. just of bigger movies now because there's I, what was it? Pig was maybe the resurgence yeah. the start of it. I've heard I heard that's really good. Yeah, I have too. Brandon is, wants me to watch that. Oh yeah, he loves it. Is that an A twenty four film? I don't think so. It feels it like might one. Be. It feels like one. I don't know much about A twenty four. If I'm being hundred percent honest, it just feels so out of left field and weird yeah. that it feels like an A24 film. Maybe. But I, I'm basing that on speculation. I do yeah. not know. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about, man? No. I'm, I'm, I think I'm good. Yeah. I I love this movie. It was and, great. And you should go watch it. It's, 100%. It's a, if you haven't already, you shouldn't have been listening to this point. But no. like, if you're here anyways, go watch it. It's a fun ride. I love it a lot. And um, I, I'll probably buy this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know. <laughs> it's funny. Alyssa did not care for it too really? much. She was like, it was fine. It was fine. I don't know. I, I can definitely see how this isn't for everyone, though. No, for sure. Yeah. Definitely not for everyone. But, like, I don't know. I think it's one of the funniest movies I've seen in a while. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I think I think uh, Everything Ever All the Way at Once has the same, like, peak humor, but, like, it also had this very serious it's completely, undertone. It's completely yeah, different completely humor. Different type of humor. But, it, but yeah, it's, like, but maybe just, on level of just, like, making you laugh, it's, like, yeah, sure. On level of just fun for fun. Yeah, this yeah, is definitely, yeah. like, top. Yeah, for, for from a while. It, it was great. It was, um, you know, I really love things that are just kind of light. Mm-hmm. It, so, so often things can be very heavy and it, it throws me off TV shows, especially. But sometimes you just want something that's light and fun. And I, this is what that is. Um, yeah, yeah I, I like it a lot. So, yeah, um, I don't really have anything else to say yeah, about me it. Me either. So, so this will be continued to be, to be continued to be continued. See you next time. See you guys. Bye.